well, hopefully you don't have that mindset, first of all, because you're always able to learn more. But even if you think you're fairly educated and you've been doing this for a long time, I think it's a great event to go to because it allows you to network and allows you to meet a lot of great people that could be potential partners with you down the future, whether that's money partners, whether that's actual deal partners, bringing you a deal, who knows what, but these are people that you want to get to know. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, real quick before we get started, first of all, I wanted to thank everybody for joining us on the show and for listening uh, to all my loyal listeners. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, continuing to listen and support the show. If you can go on to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen and subscribe to the show, that would be fantastic. Spread the word too. I'd love to, you know, have this reach more and more people. So if you could share it on social media or, or, or and just talk about it to other people, that would be fantastic. And the last thing is if you can go on to iTunes and give us a rating review, uh, hopefully five stars, that would be great as well. It just helps us spread the word more and it helps us get continue to get uh, really good guests on the show. We've had some fantastic guests and I just want to be able to continue to bring fantastic value to you. Go on to our Facebook page too, Pillars of Wealth Facebook page. And I'd like to hear from, from you as a listener of you know, what you're doing in business, what you've got going on, what you are maybe struggling with or uh, being successful with, and then what we can do on the show to help push you to that next level. Maybe uh, questions we can ask our guests, maybe guests that we can get on the show to talk about certain topics, certain things that are really neat, you're needing uh, some, some extra support with. So provide for us some feedback on Facebook um, and you can also share this out on, on social media. That would be fantastic as well. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being a, uh, being a either new listener or loyal listener. I definitely appreciate it. And we will get started with the show. Welcome back everybody to another edition of hump day hustle, the show where we focus on business and real estate as our core pillars of wealth creation. My name is John Stiles with Bridge Realty, and I'm excited for another great episode. Today, we're going to be talking about one of Todd's most recent apartment acquisitions, and that's going to be really exciting. So with that, here is our host, Todd Dexheimer. Todd, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, John. How are you? I'm doing great. We're recording here on a Monday, so a Monday is a, a great day to be alive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Start, start of the week, sometimes it's hard to get the wheels turning at the start of the week. So uh, one thing that I've done that's helped me quite a bit is actually on Sunday, uh, Sunday evening after I put my kids to bed, I write kind of my week goals down. What do I want to accomplish in that week? And then I also write on some of the main like uh, tasks that I need to do. Um, then I also map out my Monday and, uh, usually Monday and Tuesday, I used to map out my Monday through Friday, but then I found that it changed so much. And so now I just map out my Monday and Tuesday, and then I map out some of the main things that I have. So I write down, 
Um, if it's Wednesday and I've got an appointment at two o'clock, I'll put that down. So those are the things that are set in stone. Then as I get to Tuesday, uh, then I map out my Wednesday and then I map out my Thursday and then I map out my Friday. So, uh, but for me, that's really helped a lot. And then Monday morning when I get up, I review uh, the week's goals, what we're going to accomplish uh, that week and then really start to hammer into it. So uh, that's totally sidetracked from what we're talking about, but I just <laughs> wanted to mention that because I thought it was good. <laughs> it's been helping me a lot. Yeah, for sure. I, it, Exactly, because if you wake up Monday morning and you're trying to figure out what in the world you're doing, uh, you can lose several hours just just figuring that out. So yeah, you get the case of the Mondays uh, already. So we don't want to be stuck in that uh, whatever that that movie was, the Office Space or whatever it was, where they got the case of the Mondays. Um. So so yeah, we I wanted to talk about uh, my recent acquisition, talk a little bit about that. And then I also want to talk about this real estate conference that uh, I have coming up. And John, you're part of the planning on that. You're part, going to be part of the conference. And I'm excited for you to be a part of that. And we got a couple other guys that are a part of it as well that are uh, excited just to have this conference and bring a lot of value to uh, everybody, hopefully a bunch of uh, people that are listening here and uh, people from all over. So we want to cover both of those. Yeah. So, so first things first, you, congratulations on closing on this deal. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> so, so tell us some of the basic facts, like uh, where is it at? How, yep. how big of a place is it? And how much did you spend on it? Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a 224 unit uh, Class B value add in Tennessee. It's uh, it's comprised of I don't even remember exactly how many buildings. Quite a few buildings, but it's all in one complex. Um, you know, mostly it's got some ones twos. Uh, uh, so it's a good unit mix. Um, you know, your typical value add. This thing was built in 1987. Uh, so it's not too old, but it's old enough to now where you know, we need new cabinets, we need uh, we need some appliances and flooring, and there's just a lot of things that are you know 1987. Um, so it needs to be updated. There's been some updates uh, done to it, but uh, we need some some more updates. We've got some really good uh, area comps, which we which I like. I I secret shopped. Uh, one particular property that's uh, actually touching our property right next to door to us um, and saw the type of renovations they're doing and saw the type of rents they're achieving. Um, and if we can get even close to what they're achieving, we're going to do really, really well. Well, if we can get what they're achieving, we're going to, you know, it's going to blow, blow the doors off of this place. It's gonna, that, that would be amazing. But if we get even close, uh, we're going to you know achieve quite a bit. So, the goal right now is to put about $5,000 per unit interior and looking at about 5,000 exterior per, per unit on average. Um, so we'll put uh, about 2 million into the property and have a pretty good uh, asset when we're all said and done. So for, for this one, the goal, um, you know, through, through the renovation, it's It should take us, I think stabilization should take us, um, two years, but we've earmarked three years for the uh, total renovation and stabilization. 
So we have up to three years to hopefully complete all that and then, uh, and then hold it for a little while and, and uh, get some good cash flow. Hopefully, hopefully even do a, a refinance and be able to provide some capital back to our investors if we can do that. Of course, then we achieve really good returns. Um, if we can't do that, then we achieve the returns that we've projected. Um, so it's, it's not like that's required in order for this to be a good deal. Uh, that would just make this a great deal if we could if we could do that, of course. So, very cool. So, how did you come across this property? Yeah, uh, very good question. So, I had uh, the last deal I closed on was a while ago. That was back in August of 2018. I closed on a 120 unit deal, and I had been looking and looking and writing offers. Uh, I wrote 47 letter of intents, which is a lot. I got all of them rejected. I got in the, the final rounds a few times, but mostly um, was just way too far off. And, uh, and, and looked at a lot more deals than just that. Uh, so I, I, I didn't keep track of how many deals I looked at, uh, just how many deals I wrote an, an LOI on. I would imagine a couple hundred deals I looked at, but um, that's just a guess. So this deal actually came to me by a relationship uh, person I I had met and, and we got to know each other. And actually, is, is quite frankly one of my neighbors uh, was very close to me. And uh, he called me up and was talking to me about this deal and asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. And and that's how this deal came up. It was just through relationships. And so I looked at the deal and. And, uh, you know, obviously did my due diligence on, on the partnership arrangement and wanted to make sure it was going to be a partnership arrangement that would work well for me. And then I thought would work well for everyone and, and ended up thinking that everything would be uh, really good. So I liked the, I liked our partnership arrangement that we have. I liked the management in place. I really liked the whole deal. And I think, I think with this partnership, I'm, I'm actually really excited because I think it's going to make the deal altogether really be a very strong deal because of who's involved in the whole deal and in the whole process. Um, and this, uh, the partners uh, that are in this deal all have properties in this market, which is great. Um, they've got experience in the market, which is fantastic. So we've all have different things that we can bring to the table and to make this deal successful. Well, that's neat. You know, we've talked a lot about partnerships over the course of this podcast. And um, I think there's a, if you're anything like me, there's a challenge. Um, you know, we kind of like to do things our, ourselves and we, we like to f be the one that's driving uh, the, the ship or whatever, but you know, to, uh, so are there, are there any, um, takeaways from this, this far into this particular partnership, uh, things you've learned or, um, uh, things you'd, you know, recommend people think through? Yeah. I, I don't think anything too crazy right now. I mean, hopefully things will go well and this will be a great partnership and we can continue to do more. Um, but, Right now, I, I would say uh, 
the biggest things, and, and this is important, uh, and I knew it prior to this, is uh, we defined our roles. We defined our percentage splits, uh, who got what and why. Uh, that was really important to understand what we're all bringing to the table and then what everybody gets. So to make it fair for everyone, because, you know, we don't want to be partway through this project and people are going, oh, geez, you know, I didn't, I don't have enough equity. That and that could happen still, but we tried to hash that out right now. And, and uh, so, so everything's drawn up and, you know, legal docs and all that kind of stuff. So there is no confusion there of whose role, who's doing what role and, uh, and what percentage they get. And naturally, I'm the type of person that wants to ensure the project goes well. So even though I might not have certain roles, um, I'll probably be more involved um, and, and try not to step on toes, of course. That's the, what, what you have to be careful of when you try to make sure everything's going well. But, um, you know, you just want to make sure the project's going smoothly. So that's kind of my personality, but uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. Um, it's challenging. I think uh, I, you know, I've, I've had partnerships, different, several different partnerships throughout the years. Some of them haven't gone so well. So there's always a hesitation of doing a partnership, but uh, I feel that this one has been set up properly to mitigate some of those uh, challenges that do arise in partnerships. Very good. You know, going back to the property specifically, uh, and you got, like you said, roughly $10,000 per unit of renovations between inside and outside. So um, are there vacant units that you can start with? Are you gonna be, you know, how will you be implementing that and still maintaining good occupancy? Yeah, I, I expect occupancy to do take a dip a little bit. I don't expect it to go from right now. It's at about ninety percent. I don't expect it to go from ninety percent down to sixty percent. But I I wouldn't be surprised if we're at eighty two percent, eighty three percent, eighty five somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, so so ninety percent occupancy right now. So we've got roughly twenty three units. I think we do. I think we have. Uh, 23 units vacant at this time. So we've got 23 units to start on. We'll start on all of those. And then we begin talking with the tenants that are good, um, our best tenants, and seeing if anyone wants to move over to a renovated unit at, of course, uh, a higher rent price and probably slightly discounted rent from what we would otherwise charge to try to get some of our best tenants to move. Uh, and that should free up some units. It probably won't free up 23, um, but that'll free up some units. And that'll allow us to continue doing that program. We, we just continue that until you run out of people that want to move over to an upgraded unit. Um, and, and then eventually you do have to start, you know, basically when leases end, not renewing them in order to continue to, to renovate the units. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, any other big factors or, or features of your business plan and how you uh, plan to approach this property? Well, one of the 
things that we've really looked at or what are some amenities that our property is lacking and we want to bring amenities into the community that is going to really attract tenants. So that's what we're really looking at and trying to figure out are what are our top amenities that we should be bringing into the community. Right now there is no pool, but all of our comp competing properties have a pool. This property used to have a pool. There's a tennis court that's old and ratty. Um, we'll probably take that tennis court out and actually turn it into a dog park. Um, you know, there's, there's different amenity types that we're looking at. Do we do dog parks? Do we do a dog wash station? Um, do we do a car wash station? Um, you know, what do we do the pool? What are the types of things that we do to really attract tenants into the property and to be able to retain tenants into that property as well? So we want to set ourselves kind of apart, not only on we want to make the interiors nice, but we want to make the amenity package attractive to tenants as well. Yeah, I can see the dog park being used a lot more than a tennis court. Yeah, tennis court just is not going to get used. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that, I mean, I, I don't know, there's, there's not too much more. It's just right now it's about implementing our business plan, you know, making sure our management company and contractors are aligned with what we want to do. Um, and keeping that moving, um, the challenges of doing a renovation like this, in my opinion, and it's always been the same is getting it off the ground, getting it started. Um, it's easy for it to be a month or two months out and all of a sudden you're going, holy cow, nothing's been done. We still have 23 vacant units. We don't have anything renovated. So right now it's pushing to like, let's get a schedule started. Let's get these. We need to get some units started and, and renovated so we can get that momentum. Once you get the momentum, it's easier to keep it up. But to actually get that ball started, it's very difficult. Yep. Well, get on it then. Yeah. Get on it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool. So let's, uh, let's talk about this conference, John. Uh, you're a part of it. I brought you in because uh, I thought our goals would align well with it. Uh, I brought in a couple other guys who I thought would uh, really help push this uh, conference and event and we could uh, really make it a success. So uh, the conference is called the North Star Real Estate Conference. And what's, what were the dates, John? September? September 20th and 21st. Mark your calendar. Okay, so September 20th and 21st. That's a Friday and Saturday. Uh, it'll, and, and it's in the Twin Cities area. It's going to be in a town called Arden Hills, which is a suburb of Minneapolis-St. Paul. Um, and there's some hotels nearby. <laughs> so don't worry about that if you're coming from out of town. Um, and it's in Minnesota, so it's still going to be warm in September. It should be, right, John? That's what we're planning on. Yeah. So typically in, in end of September, mid-September is still in the uh, 70s and maybe even 80s. Um, and even if it's in, even if it's colder than that, it's, it's in the sixties and it's still pretty nice. So, um, usually it's, it's actually uh, really nice weather at that time of the year. We've got low humidity. The bugs are, uh, pretty much gone 
and uh, and usually a great time to enjoy being here. So, um, so we look forward to having people in the Twin Cities uh, during that time. And uh, tell us a couple highlights, John, that you you want to point out with the event. Yeah, I think you know there's two main reasons you would come to a conference. Number one is the education, you know, to learn. And so we've got a lot of great speakers lined up. Many of them are confirmed. A, a few we're still working on confirmations, but um, some names just to meant, throw out there. Uh, Todd Dexheimer is uh, one of our speakers. Hey, hey I know that guy. <laughs> and uh, Mike Sowers, uh, Jordan Moorhead, Rafiq Moore, Kevin Ortner from so, so so let's slow down here. Um, sure. uh, Rafiq Moore, he was on on the podcast early on, uh, and I don't have the episode in front of me, but I'm going to say right around episode 25. Um, Trevor McGregor, did you say him? Has he up name yet? I have not got to him. Okay, well, Trevor McGregor is our keynote speaker, uh, and he is a peak performance. Uh, you know, master platinum coach. So, and Trevor was on episode 18 of the podcast and I'm going to have him back on real soon. I got to talk to him and get him scheduled here because I want to get him back on and I want to get that aired before the conference because I think everybody's going to get motivated to want to go to that conference after they hear Trevor speak. And he, he's, he does an excellent job. You mentioned Kevin Ortner. Uh, Kevin, has he aired on the podcast? He just aired on the podcast. So Kevin just aired on the podcast just a few weeks ago. So go back to right around episode 165 and uh, you'll hear Kevin as well. And who else, John? Yeah, uh, several local people as well. Um, Kevin, uh, let's see, Joe Vesey and uh, we'll be speaking on 1031 exchanges. Yep. Um, let's see, we've got Zach Robbins. And he was on our podcast as well. Uh, Zach Robbins and David Ducini. And, and uh, we're going to do a panel with them talking about a, a few things. We're going to be talking about crowdfunding and talking about the, uh, some, some different SEC rules on raising money. And Zach Robbins, he uh, was one of the main people behind what's called MinVest and MinVest allows in Minnesota allows companies to publicly raise for non-accredited and accredited investors, which is quite a bit different than your typical crowdfunding that you see where it's only accredited investors. This allows people within the state to um, be able to get involved in any type of, of uh, you know, private, offering well it's public but uh through minvest so so zach is a securities attorney uh does a does an excellent job so he's a great guy to be hearing and then david ducini david um he has a crowdfunding portal and so he knows the ins and outs of crowdfunding and then um excellent person to be talking to and, and knowing what's going on in the crowdfunding uh space as well so That'll be a, a great topic and two great people to be involved in that. Yeah, great. Um, another speaker is Andy Noble. And he's a, he's a real estate broker here with Keller Williams. And yeah. got a lot of 
experience. Yeah, well, Andy's too. He's going to have a, an amazing story because Andy, um, he owned a ton of stuff prior to the crash. He owned a lot of apartments. He owned oceanfront property. He owned brokerages. He was doing really well. And he lost it all um, and dug himself out of the hole. It took him a long time, but he dug himself out of the hole. And now he's back and he's, he owns, uh, uh, he's starting to own again and, and uh, doing really well now. So it's going to be a very inspirational story, uh, a story that you can really take and learn a lot from as we look in the economy right now and what's going on. Uh, we want to learn from people's mistakes that you know got crushed the last time because none of us want to dig out of a hole uh, like Andy had to. So that's going to be a, an excellent person to have up on stage and be talking about you know what he experienced there and how he learned from it. Yeah, of course. And, uh, you know, we've mentioned some of this already, but what would you say are some of the main topics that we're going to be covering? Um, apartment syndication, I'm sure you'll be covering that. And what are the other topics that we'll be covering? Yeah, so we, we've we got a, well, a couple couple other, you know, speakers and, and I'll speak to their topics. So Kevin Bupp will be coming and he's going to be speaking about mobile homes. Uh, we've got Paul Moore. He'll be coming and speaking about self-storage. Um, we've got Mike Sowers. He'll be speaking about commercial real estate. He, and Rafiq Moore, both of them do a lot of commercial real estate. And they do a lot of value-add commercial real estate. They do a lot of arbitrage, which is basically fancy word for wholesaling. Uh, so they And they get very creative, especially Rafiq. He's He's like this creative genius in real in uh, commercial real estate. So both of them will be fantastic in like the commercial field. They do a lot with light industrial. Uh, Mike's got a couple development projects in, you know, in line. Uh, he's going through um, some of those phases, um, getting the entitlement process done. Um, we also have some people speaking about value add, um, you know, multifamily and commercial. We've got some people that are going to be speaking on um, that have full-time jobs and that don't do real estate full-time, but they've done really well in real estate. And I think that's really cool because some of us have full-time jobs or maybe maybe have other businesses and we want to be heavily involved in real estate. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, we're also going to be talking on the passive real estate side, you know, how do you become a passive real estate investor? And we're, so we're going to have people that are passive real estate investors. They're speaking about their experiences and when, what they look out for and what they look for in, in investments. And of course, with that, that's good for not only the passive investors, but that's good for the active investors that are trying to get passive investors too. So um, what else? Some mindset things, of course. Uh, you know, you talk Kevin Ortner, he's coming. Uh, he's uh, CEO of Renters Warehouse. He'll be talking about building uh, a big, you know, Renters Warehouse is a huge business now. And they started from nothing not too long ago. Um, so he'll be talking about, you know, how do, how do you grow and, and, you know, multiply your business. Um, you know, Kevin Amal, he's coming. He's with Pine Financial. Uh, he's raised a ton of money. He's going to be talking about, you know, his strategy behind that. So 
got some great speakers and uh, I think some great topics. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of other topics we're covering that I haven't mentioned, John. Anything else that I haven't mentioned yet? Well, I think those are the big highlights. And of course, as we get more speakers confirmed, we'll let people know. Um, and as you've mentioned, you know, I, I think uh, just in addition to the education aspect of this, it's going to be a great way place for people to connect uh, with other people that are in the business and uh, just so we can learn from each other and um, yeah, really benefit from each other there. So one of the things that I, one of the reasons I wanted to do this is I want to create an environment where we can help other people. And so this is creating an environment where we can help other people in a few different ways. First of all, we're doing this event and it's going to help people that want to get educated, right? That want to learn and maybe even people that are already educated and you go, I don't really need to learn more. Well, hopefully you don't have that mindset, first of all, because you're always able to learn more. But even if you think you're fairly educated and you've been doing this for a long time, I think it's a great event to go to because it allows you to network and allows you to meet a lot of great people that could be potential partners with you down the future, whether that's money partners, whether that's actual deal partners, bringing you a deal, who knows what, but these are people that you want to get to know. At every conference that I've ever been to, I've met minimum of a handful of people, minimum of five people. I would, I would say it's, it's way more than that, that I have either added to my investor list that has a, have invested with me, um, that I've done business with, that I have had deals sent to me, that I've had other relationships with. I'm in a mastermind group with several people I met at a conference. I'm, you know, so every conference that I go to, I get tons of value the most value I get out of it, quite frankly, isn't from the people speaking. It's from the people in the audience. And so that I think is going to be powerful. We're going to have a lot of great people at this conference that will be attending as well. So that was a big reason for it. But the other big reason is because, John, we as a group have decided that every dollar that is made uh, above our expenses is going to be given back to um, helping serve others. And so we are giving back to a group called Junior Achievement. And Junior Achievement um, helps underserved youth. It basically helps people, uh, helps kids learn about being a business owner, learning about, you know, becoming an entrepreneur and learning how to mine their own money, right? And so those are important, really important topics that schools don't teach kids. And that's what junior achievement does. They do a lot of great things within the community, within, within the schools and outside of the schools to really help these kids become something they otherwise maybe wouldn't have become and think beyond the limiting beliefs that they might have. And so junior achievement does great things and really is, is something that I, and passionate about and want to, you know, help that program. We're also, we haven't confirmed yet, but potentially uh, going to be giving to another charitable organization. And I, I 
won't even talk about that yet because we haven't confirmed about that charitable organization. But uh, either way, the money is going to a great cause. So uh, we are taking no profit from this conference. Um, and the, the last thing, John, is we have uh, on Friday evening, and there's a lot more to come on this because uh, the planning really hasn't started too much, but we are planning on doing a charity gala uh, on Friday evening after the event uh, that all of our attendees are welcome to come. Now that's going to be, um, you're going to have to buy a plate um, for dinner and uh, hopefully provide some more donations uh, through, you know, auctions and stuff, fun stuff that we're going to be doing at the gala. You don't have to go to that. Of course, it's not, we're not forcing anybody to go to that. If they can buy a ticket to the conference and they can choose not to go to the gala, there's going to be other um, networking opportunities outside of, of the gala. If you want to be involved with different networking about opportunities, you don't want to do the gala, but it's always an opportunity and all of that, those profits are then going to uh, junior achievement and potentially the other charities. So, uh, just excited to be able to give back to the community, give back to others that, uh, you know, uh, want that help. Yeah, well, and that's a really neat uh, feature about this conference. You know, sometimes you go to events and you'll think, wow, everybody paid X number of dollars to get here. And there's X, Y number of people here. Wow, these guys are really making off good here. But, um, you know, we, I appreciate you you bringing forward this idea that, you know, yes, people are going to have to pay to come to this, but it's not really for profit. You know, the benefit to all of us, even us putting it together is the education and the networking and connecting and giving back. And uh, so really stressing this giving back um, through the profits as well is a great way to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so as you book your ticket and you decide you want to go to this, think of, the difference that you're actually making in other people's lives. Not only are you getting a great education for what I would call a pretty affordable price, uh, but you're actually benefiting other people through your ticket purchase. So right now, John, tickets can be purchased um, on Eventbrite. We'll put the show notes. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes. John, there's a promo code right now. Do you remember what that promo code is or um, we will have that in the show notes either way. Yeah, I believe um, it's early bird. Okay. So yeah, so there's a promo code. We'll put it in the show notes and that way you can get the promo code and, and pay attention on like Facebook and other social media. We'll start, we'll be blasting this out uh, real soon as we kind of di uh, dial in our, our speaker list and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. It, you know, we've just recently been uh, putting the deck together the details and they're, they're coming together. So it's exciting to see this happen, but uh, go ahead and uh, mark yourself as interested in the Facebook event. And that's probably where you can see a lot of the updates for what, you know, the different speakers and any other updates that are coming along with it. And you'll put that Facebook uh, on the show notes as well, right? Yep. Perfect. Well, awesome, John. Well, I appreciate it. Again, I'm excited that you're a part of this, uh, helping make this happen. I think it's going to be a great event. I'm excited to have a lot of our listeners, uh, hopefully, will be joining us 
at the show and and some of you I've I have Matt already and a lot of you I have with Matt so I'd love to meet you in, in Minneapolis on September 20th and 21st. Yes, we are excited to see all you. So uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this show and what we've talked about today, be sure to comment on the YouTube video, or you can go to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth Creation, and connect with us there. And be sure to help us get the word out to other people by uh, giving us a five-star rating on iTunes and a review there as well. We appreciate that. Well, and John, anybody hear that listen to this episode and you think hey i know somebody that might be interested in this conference share this episode with them so they can hear a little bit more about it and uh, they can join us at the conference i'd love to have i'm hoping to sell this thing out um again but that that would be exciting the more people that we have here the better the networking and of course the more money we raise for uh junior achievement and so that's a huge benefit as well. So that's it. That's all I got, man. You have a fantastic rest of the day and make every day a Saturday. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go again, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day. And as I say, make every day a Saturday.